You're listening to Your Sales MBA with Cece Aparo and Jeff Hoffman. No one's going to convince me that the road to riches in the month of April is the white pages. So welcome to the first ever Hoffman AMA Ask Me Anything. I'm Cece and that's Jeff. And we're so excited to do this. Uh, If you've attended any of the other webinars that we've hosted, we have done our best to get to as many questions as we possibly can, but there have been so many that have come through. So we wanted to use this time in an unstructured way to answer all of your burning questions. Anything on, anything or not, we said anything. Are we leaving anything? No, when I said anything, Jeff, I meant anything. So you better be ready to roll. What do I do if I don't know? If you don't know, you just have to say, I don't know, right? Oh, that's, that's not fun. You tell people you make something up? <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, I'll say, I don't know. I'll say, I don't, I don't know. know. I have a seeking suspicion that you're going to know all of the answers here. So if you have questions, all you have to do is type them into the chat box. I'll be teeing them up to Jeff and we'll be answering them as they come in. All right. Uh, take us off. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So, Jeff, the first question, do we lead with coronavirus, COVID-19 in your first touch? Are we, is this something we want to talk about early on as the tip of our spear in our efforts? Or is this something we should save for later if there's pushback or a rebuttal? So let me first answer the question that wasn't asked. And the question that wasn't asked is, should I have the same intro on every call and email? And to that, I would say absolutely not. Some of the folks on this webinar we're going to be doing some corporate internal corporate events for around this topic in specifics. But in general, we all know that typical prospecting is retired right now, and it might be retired permanently. So we're going to be using elements that we know work, but the idea of creating a scalable approach to prospecting on April 1st, 2020 is zero. So that's the first unanswered question is, do I want a, a pat intro? My answer is you do not. But the types of ways that I have, and I suggest entering this, on one hand, the elephant in the room is the elephant in the room, so to not address it can be strange. But then on the other hand, as I said on some other webinars, I think we're all tired of every conversation starting with, so how's it going? How you feeling? Crazy times, right? Boy, this is tough. I got my kids home. That's crazy. Oh, crazy for you too. Like, have we had that conversation enough now? Yeah. So I, my preference has always been what I do with small talk which is I never lead, but I follow very well. So my attitude would be, I'm not going to bring it up unless they do. And if they do, we're going to talk about it in a real personal way. And I'll be vulnerable and I'll say how I'm doing. Like no topic is off limits to me, but why don't we let the customer and prospect decide how they want this three minute call to go? I don't think it's foolish to not talk about the topic that clearly everybody's on their mind. You can use your tone of voice to show empathy greater than the vocabulary you choose. How about being a little calmer on the phone, a little quieter on the phone, and explaining your purpose up front might be better, which includes things like, you know, to be frank, CC, I'm looking for excuses to call my favorite customers today. That's really why I called. If that's what you feel, that's pretty more meaningful than how's, how's it going with the virus. So that's my general rule on this and other topics like this. That being said, I think there are specific things, we can talk about this on this on this webinar, but there, there, there are specific things I would say regarding where I would bring it up during closing, because I think it's an appropriate closing vehicle for the appropriate sale. What do you mean by that? Well, I think there are three buckets of customers that we should be thinking about right now. 
three. And they're honest. These are, these are honest ones. Group number one, existing customers. That is a viable group that everybody on this webinar has access to. And whether it's new products to sell or keeping them from canceling or potential renewals or getting referrals inside or outside, there is no host of reasons why we shouldn't be calling our customers daily anyway. And in this new world, you're going to have less people to call anyway. So you're just in client base. And that does not limited to your territory. It's the existing customer base of your company. And don't be surprised if there are large patches of untouched customers that are just willing and able to be available to the rep out of region. This is not time to try new techniques in old systems. If you take a new technique, which we all have to do today, and apply it to our old, rigid the way that we do our territories, the way that we share leads, or the way we do lead flow, then no one's helping you do your job. The conversation to your boss is, of course, I'm going to prospect during this period, but we got to talk about what that means. And I'm in a region that doesn't have many customers and I need a few to call. That's a fair conversation to have. Routing leads is, should be different today. Just because you had this series of zip codes in New Jersey on February 1st doesn't mean you should have them on April 1st. So that's, that's fair. But the group of customers is a viable opportunity to pursue. That's number one. Number two, any opportunities in your company's pipeline or your pipeline that is post-POC. What does that mean? Post-proof of concept. Now, proof of concept is a general expression. We've got hundreds of different companies on this webinar. So it's going to mean different things to different people. The proof of concept for someone buying a Honda is the test drive. The proof of concept for someone installing a piece of caching hardware would be the testing and bulletproofing of it. Whether it's a trial or a customer reference, whatever it is in your sales cycle that gets the customer to a place that goes, yeah, I want this. The only thing left to do is figure out if I can buy it. That's proof of concept. It's the technical win. Opportunities that have reached that threshold are still fair game on April 1st, 2020. These are viable opportunities because the actual use and value has been vetted, which means the only thing left to do, and I say only because it's hardly a small thing, the only thing left to do is negotiate and close. So opportunities, regardless of length or of amount or of ownership, any opportunity that has reached a proof of concept stage in your funnel is a viable opportunity today. That's the second group. And that was the third group. The third group is any opportunity that's a result of an inbound effort, not just leads, that can include referrals, that can include things on LinkedIn, that can include they signed up for a webinar, but any inbound opportunity dated March 1st or sooner is also a viable bucket because they have self-selected to start the process no matter how weird it is now and how slow it might be, they have self-selected to jump into the process post-virus. Why? Who knows? It's our job in sales to find out. So that is three buckets. And just to put a final point on it, Cece, that means that if it's not in those three buckets, your friend, Jeff, is telling you, don't bother. Don't bother cold calling a non-inbound lead and if you have to, because the other three buckets are completely empty, you might want to have a conversation about moving roles or even considering alternatives given the stimulus package. Because I'm going to tell you right now, 
The idea of starting a pipeline with non-POC, non-inbound leads on April 1st is going to be a challenge that I don't even have an answer to. Doesn't mean it'll be that way forever, but it will be that way for the month of April. For anyone who just joined, Jeff had mentioned this earlier before we officially got started, but everything we talk about, everything we teach, we do ourselves. And this is exactly how we're thinking about our own pipeline because at the end of the day, we're still a business. I'm still a salesperson. And I think this is the only viable path forward when we're thinking about where we can go in the month of April, maybe even beyond. Here's the algebra problem we all struggle with in sales. It's volume and conversion rate. How much activity is required to get to my goal, given that every single stage I get churned? Is it 100 calls to get me 10 meetings, to get me two demos? Is it 1,000 calls to get me 16 discovery calls, to get me six proposals? These are the numbers we always play with in sales. Volume at the top, improved conversion rates at the bottom. And that model works well if it's not a pandemic, Yeah, which it is. Well, someone actually just asked this question, which is, what if your product thrives in a recession? Is it okay to cold call now? Look, I'm not telling you it's not okay to cold call. Cold call all you want. I'm I'm not telling you, but but you're not asking the right question. Instead of saying, my product is so perfect right now, let me find brand new people, that doesn't make any sense. If you're telling me that your product is perfect today, Talk to all the people you talked to two months ago that didn't have the time to look at it now. Like the idea of going to a zero bucket because your product's so great in a pandemic, why don't you go to people who've already heard of you? Why don't you go to people you've already talked to? Why don't you go to all the people that told you no six months ago? That is such a better bucket than the ones who aren't engaged. Now, if they come to you, even in the smallest way, absolutely go after them. But there is no one on this webinar that's going to convince me, and I don't care if you're a VP of sales or a CEO or CFO on this call, I don't care who you are, no one's going to convince me that the road to riches in the month of April is the white pages, because it isn't in any shape or form, but there's real opportunity if you're smart about it. This equation that we wrestle with hasn't changed. What has changed is one of the variables. I argue that right now, the idea of massive muscle inflection is inappropriate, but we still need the math to work, which means we have to call on more qualified opportunities than ever before. We are going to make up the math, not with volume, but with better conversion rates. We're going to make up the math by being stronger in how we're closing POC and how we're closing. I am much more interested and how to develop and use my closing skills right now that I am my prospecting skills. Because this is the time to close. This is where fear, uncertainty, and doubt runs wild. This is where the scary times require our solution. That's not BS anymore. That's real today. All those fear things you were selling in in your past number of years, you no longer have to convince a customer that times are serious, that you have to act now, that if you stay stagnant, you will die. You don't have to make those arguments anymore because we all believe them. If you really, whoever asked that question, you really have a product that can help in this time, you should be closing like crazy, not cold calling like crazy. That's, that's my opinion. I like it. This is my right. webinar. You want yeah, my opinion. webinar, my opinion, my rules. Okay, so let's answer this question because if we are so lucky to get someone from one of those three buckets 
on the horn and they agreed to have some type of meeting with us. This anonymous attendee wants to know, are there strategies to make sure that decision makers and prospects aren't ghosting you on those scheduled calls? Okay. So one of the things I'm talking about ghosting. Yeah. So one of the big things I do that I believe in, in these kind of times is it's really important to illustrate scarcity for you, for you, the rep to illustrate scarcity. The idea is that I've got a product and service that is a real need to have in these crazy times. So real that I am overwhelmed with inquiry, curiosity, and opportunity. And that I am hearing, frankly, from prospects I haven't heard from in months. So what happens, not that my time is valuable, it's that my time has been sucked up. I've never been this busy, is the mindset. I've never had so many shorter sales cycles, is the mindset. I've never had so many, screw it, send me the paperwork, I'll buy it right now, type of moments. I've never had these before. So I am not only going to be pursuing them, I'm going to advertise that I have them. So a lot of the old rules don't apply. Any element of persistence on your part right now in this world, I think is going to penalize you, not help you. Doesn't mean I don't want you to be alert and I don't want you to be responsive. I mean, I want you to think about the, this concept. When I get you on the phone or on an email exchange or in some kind of web shared moment, webcam moment, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm closing you or we're done talking. If you have that mindset today, then you can fully take advantage of what this market presents. One of the things we teach in all of our programs is how to establish the social value required so that you as a sales rep who is lower in authority to your buyer can meet your buyer as a peer when it comes to your own confidence and your own personal currency. The number one way of doing that when people are afraid is to lead. And you present leadership and people will follow you. And leadership includes things like scheduling a meeting as such in front of your computer CC. I am, Jeff. I'm looking forward to talk to you next Thursday at two o'clock. Let me give you my email address. You can send me a meeting request. Now time out for a minute. Okay. I don't send meeting requests to organizations when I'm managing my pipeline in a pandemic because I don't want to be ghosted either. Because I don't have the time inclination or, frankly, the emotional resolve to handle the no-shows. The no-shows will spin me to great fury. <laughs> I want to avoid that in these towering times. So I'll, let's pick up what CC says. Now, CC, give me, be a nice customer and be a lousy customer, and I'll, you'll see what I do. All right. I'm going to be a nice first, customer first. First, be really nice. I look forward to doing this demo for you at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Are you in front of your computer? I am. All right, my email address is jeff at sellhoffman.com. Just send me a meeting request and I'll accept it. You said two o'clock tomorrow? Yep. Okay. Oh, before you send it, put your cell phone in there too in case anything goes wrong. Okay, I'll do that right now. All right, I'm hitting accept. I'm writing my in there too. You see my, I just hit accept and I put it in the notes. I put my, my cell phone number in there. I see it now. Okay, any reason you won't be there? Not that I can think of. Well, if you had to think of one, what would you be? What would be? If it would be the craziest reason of all time, why would you miss this call? If I have a sick kid. Fair enough. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. That would be on a happy, nice, easy customer does everything I say, but not every customer does that. Sometimes customers get ornery or weird or have objections. Oh, I'm ready for you. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Cece. Cece, um, I look forward to our demo at two o'clock on Wednesday in front of your computer. Um, I can be. Okay, I'll wait. I'm there now. 
So my email address is jeff at sellhoffman.com. Send me a two o'clock meeting request and I will accept it right now. Can you just send one over to me directly? I have to jump off this call and get on to another one. Just a minute here. No. Uh, okay. But you've got my email address. The moment you get to a computer, send it to me. And if the time is still free, I'll hit accept. All right. If I have a moment, I'll send that over. And if not, thanks for the call. You bet, Cece. Bye-bye. Bye. Now that seems bizarre. Did Jeff just refuse a meeting? I don't know. Did I? Was that a meeting? I'm not sure it was. She's getting weird on sending me a calendar invite. Hey, man, it's a new world. Sorry, sister. The idea of slow rolling a sales rep, not happening. I have too much to do. I don't have time for this. No one's going to force you to buy nothing. You can take this meeting or not take this meeting. You told me you wanted to have a demo. This is how it's going to work. And notice that in that role play, she was passive aggressive. She said, can't you just do it? What was my answer? Uh, no. I said, no. I didn't say why. <laughs> I just said, no. And then she said, okay, well, I guess that's it. So, okay, then that's it. I, yeah. The idea that I'm going to chase this prospect for the meeting they want is telegraphing the wrong message. Because what that message says is, you know, you're feeling desperate. So am I. And I can't afford to lose a single heartbeat of a prospect. If I communicate that to her, then she has all the social value. If you are going to drive sales, the notion, you are going to work less deals now than you did two months ago, but your sales cycle length should drop. You should be not thinking about how do I do more deals or have more deals in the pipeline. You should be, how do I close them faster? Yeah. Because that is what's going to get you through April and May. That's what's going to get you through April. No one's going to look at your April and May and see how many calls you made. That KPI is worthless in April and May. We all know it. We all know that to say, well, I made a thousand calls this month. No one's going to care in April. Okay, they cared back in January. They're not going to care in April. What they want to see in April is, did any of you people do anything? This group of BDRs, did any of you actually get meetings in this nightmare of a month? Someone asked earlier in, the, in, this, in this, you know, how do I showcase myself? But I really mean this, guys. It's about your ability to lean into scarcity as opposed to persistence. The eager, persistent rep doesn't make sense in this new world. It just doesn't. It doesn't live and breathe as an organism that people are going to want to connect with. The eager sales rep is true. We had a big enough problem when people were healthy. And now we're going to do it. But I'm not always, not, not woe is me. I think this is, again, not everyone's going to make it through this. And you know in your sales floor who ain't going to make it. You know it. You know the person next to you, the person next to you ain't going to make it through this. So what about you? You want to make this? Because you can. But you have to think differently. If you think you're going to apply new techniques to old structures, it won't work. All right, that was a long right, answer. But I'm going to call out one little thing that you did. It was a tactic that you stuck right in there on the first call, on the nice call, which is something that I think everyone should be closing for whenever they book a meeting. You close for their cell phone or my cell phone. Always and do. I think it's one, of the, it's one of the most simple ways that you can not guarantee that they're going to be on the call, but you can avoid a situation of having them ghost you. The more you can get their hand involved in that process and get them to give you something early on like their cell phone number, the higher the likelihood it is that they'll actually show up on the call. And I think it's important that we call that out. Totally. Okay. 
Hi again, Cece here. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Your Sales MBA. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, don't forget to go on to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and subscribe, rate, and review as we love hearing from you. And if you want to get your sales questions answered, feel free to send it to us at podcast at sellhoffman.com. We'll see you next week. Happy selling. Thank you.